0: You're listening to Mind Your OT Business, a podcast to empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners and others to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, the ever honest, always 100% real, Laura Park Figueroa. I'm the founder and owner of Outdoor Kids OT, a leader in the nature-based therapy movement, as well as a business coach for therapist entrepreneurs exclusively in my Business Bedrocks group coaching program. I hope that what you hear on this podcast will empower you to take action, even when you feel a little bit afraid. So are you ready to take action? Let's jump in. Today, welcome to the Mind Your OT Business podcast. And we are on the Enneagram 4 today. We're in the middle of our Enneagram series at this point in time, I have only recorded a few of these interviews. So we have a good format down. And today I have an individualist Enneagram 4 with me. Kylie Jeffrey is here. She's the owner of Play Spark in Asheville, North Carolina, one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to. And PlaySpark creates innovative learning resources that are rooted in play and imagination. So OT, I love it. <laughs> and they also have an apparel line that seeks to spread awareness and inclusivity. Welcome,
1: Kylie. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I love the Enneagram and I'm, I'm ready to t- dive in.
0: Yeah. So tell us before we get started a little bit more about your business. I want people to hear about it and know where they can connect with you and find your yeah. business online.
1: Yeah. So PlaySpark is a business that I have a business partner who's a speech therapist and I'm an OT. So we're a great combination and we create learning resources and we do a lot of advocacy about neurodiversity. We're really big on Instagram. You could just find us at PlaySpark on Instagram. And, but yeah, we have resources and we look to promote Learning resources for neurodiverse learners and yeah.
0: So your your target audience. Okay, I'm not, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going into like my <laughs> dirty business podcast. My entrepreneur <laughs> brain is kicking in. So it's interesting your business because I often think about this. It sounds like your ideal customer is maybe a therapist, but also could be parents as well. Is that is that kind yeah. of who you target? Who do you target primarily in your marketing? Both so, or one?
1: So therapists more so. So okay, but we really just educators, I would say. Um, And so all different types of educators and our business was actually born in COVID. And so we were not having success with distance learning with our neurodiverse clients. And so we created something that could help. And so that was the the initial beginnings of our business, but it's expanded to lots of different things now. So um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love
0: that. I love that you, you took a, a bad situation in COVID and used it to kind of spark, no pun intended, (laughs) a, a whole new business that can really help people in an ongoing way even after COVID is over. I mean, I think it's just such a great way to have an impact in the world targeting educators, but you know, educators and therapists are the people who are making the recommendations for really high quality resources to their clients. So totally it's it's really awesome. So yeah. Yeah. All awesome. right. Let's, and this will be interesting because you're a business, you're in a partnership. So it will mm-hmm. be really interesting to hear some of your responses on these questions about how your Enneagram type has influenced that relationship as well. So this will be a, yeah. a very good learning experience for people.
1: My partnership, I want to say that like, I think we found each other partially due to the Enneagram too. So that's super cool. Um, Tell us that story. So it was at the beginning of COVID and I had just, I've been learning and researching and learning about the Enneagram for probably about like a year. And my business partner, she was one of my coworkers and friends. She wanted to learn more. And so she started learning about the Enneagram and there was one afternoon where we were like frustrated with distance learning and we just like were chatting on the phone, couldn't see each other. And I think we ended up being on the phone for four hours and we oh just, my gosh. <laughs> I know we just chatted about like her Enneagram type and my Enneagram type. And we like figured out that we were perfect compliments and
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. it was re- So what was is really she? Cool. What number she's is a, she? She's a nine.
0: Okay. Okay. So this will be interesting. So the nine, if people aren't familiar with the Enneagram is the peacemaker. Yes. And Kylie here on the podcast is the individualist. Yeah. So that I could see that being a match. I mean, peacemakers, who do they not go with? They can go with eights, they can go with fives, they can
1: go with anyone (laughs) they're peaceful. They're the person I wish I was, you know, seriously,
0: (laughs) let's talk about what a four is. I want to read the description. I've been, I've been kind of kicking these off, orienting all of us, you know, you and I together, as we talk, but also the audience listening, what the Enneagram type is. So I'm going to read a little bit from the Enneagram Institute website. It's enneagraminstitute.com. And the four is the individualist, the sensitive, introspective type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed and temperamental. Okay. So let's, that sounds a little, it's a little
1: more negative than the ones that <laughs> they right? sometimes have. I know gonna... the four sounds terrible always. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. So one of my, before I read the rest of this, I want to frame this interview that one of my very best friends in the entire universe, her name is also Laura, Laura Davis She has a podcast called Shelter in Place that she started as a result of COVID as a creative outlet because she's a writer and she's super creative. And she wanted to do a daily podcast during Shelter in Place when she thought Shelter in Place, when we all thought Shelter in Place was going to be like three weeks, you know, (laughs) and it became her whole life. So now it's her business and she's done two seasons and it's an excellent podcast. I just want to give her a shout out. She's one of my favorite people in the world and one of my closest friends. So the fours have a special place in my own heart. So I want to say that before we read this description because it can, I don't know. They this one seems a little down or more more than other ones are. So I'll read it. Fours are self-aware, sensitive, and reserved. Emotionally honest, creative, and personal, but can also be moody and self-conscious. Withholding themselves from others due to feeling vulnerable and defective, they can also feel disdainful and exempt from ordinary ways of living. They typically have problems with melancholy, self-indulgence, and self-pity. At their best, they're inspired and highly creative. They're able to renew themselves and transform their experiences. So the basic fear, they go through each of these for each type, basic fear and basic desire. And the basic fear of a four is that they have no identity or personal significance in the world. Their basic desire is to find themselves and their significance to create that identity. And then the wings, do you know what your wing is by any chance? I'm a wing three. You're a wing three. Okay. The Enneagram four with a wing, a three wing, which is kind of the wings. If you haven't listened to these episodes are, are sometimes if you're a number, you lean towards one of the numbers next to you. And the four with a three ring is called the aristocrat (laughs) because the, the three is an achiever. Okay. So you're combining this, this like creativity of the four with a high achieving personality, which I can see why that would be really beneficial for entrepreneurship. Totally. And then the Enneagram four with a five wing, which is the five is the investigator is called the bohemian. I kind of like that. I want to be yeah, the bohemian. right? <laughs> all the types, except the type that I am. That's, that's what happens to me when I do these interviews. So that would be someone who's very highly creative and also very, very a thinker kind of in their mind a lot and introspective and thinking about all the information. So, okay. I'm not going to read the rest here, but I think that gives you a general idea of what you kind of are ex- the, the reality of your life. Does that ring true for you? totally yes yeah it's yeah. it's definitely spot on <laughs> okay so let's start with the positives because i really do feel like this description usually the enneagram institute description balances the positive and negative a little bit and maybe it's maybe it's cultural too in some ways like i feel like a lot of times we in at least in american culture where i'm coming from we tend to like think it's think it's negative to be self-reflective or introspective Mm -hmm. and that we should always be like, I don't, I don't know, like we should be outgoing or something Mm -hmm. like kind of the way we, we tend to, we tend to think that extroversion is better than introversion in some way, which is so stupid. It's like, it's not a real categorization, you know? So let's start with the positives because I see a lot of positives here too. So let's start with what is your superpower As an Enneagram 4 in your business, what is your superpower? What do you just feel so confident about?
1: So in entrepreneurship, I would say my biggest superpowers are definitely my creativity and my Mm -hmm. passion. You know, I think I feel most balanced and my happiest when I can create something. And before I entered into entrepreneurship, I was, you know, 40 hours a week direct intervention. And I actually thought it was an Enneagram 2, which is the helper but I realized that I was actually just really stressed and mm. a four actually goes to a 2 in stress. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. That's, yeah. a, good, that's yeah. a good thing you brought up, yep. Yeah, and so stepping into entrepreneurship and like being able to create resources, being able to use my artistic skills and really create something out of nothing has been so awesome. And it's just a huge strength of mine and it's fun to see that flourish and see our resources being used by all different kinds of therapists and yeah i'm also super passionate and i love my neurodiverse learners and yeah. just neurodiversity in general and i really have loved ot and how it's let me you know go on that path and learn mm-hmm. more and help with advocacy and just doing the best that that we can for for those clients
0: yeah it's so needed i yeah. it sounds to me too like you the word that came to mind as you were talking You just lit up when you talked about it. It felt like it was life-giving to you to really lean into who you are as a person rather than kind of try to be someone that you're not. And and it sounds like you've created your business in a way that really caters to those individualistic and really creative aspects of who you are as a person.
1: Yeah, totally. And you know, I work off of my feelings. Fours were super feelings-based. And so being able to really listen to my body and listen to what I need each day in entrepreneurship has been like completely life-giving, you know? Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever, do you
0: ever struggle with not, I know, because I know my, one of my best friends, like I know as an artist, it's hard for her sometimes when you're not feeling it, you -hmm. know, it's hard to create when you're not feeling it. And when you do create based on your feelings I'm just wondering how you cope with that. That might help other people who are forced. How do you cope with it when you don't feel like creating, but that's kind of your job now, right? Is to
1: create. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. You know, I think that will go into my kryptonite, but you know, okay, good. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. But you know, I have to be emotionally involved in each project that Mm. I, I start. And so self-care is really huge. So just really like taking a step back if I'm not feeling it one day and I'll say, okay, you can answer emails today. You can do these more administrative tasks and then yeah. maybe we'll, we'll draw tomorrow. And so I really put on that creative hat and, you know, say I'm a creator. And so just the fact that that's interwoven into my identity. I think that it can come more naturally now, but yeah, just, just taking breaks and just listening to myself and putting it off for another day. If, if it's not coming today.
0: Yeah. And taking care of yourself. I mean, I was, totally. I was guessing that that might be part of your answer, but I, I think it, it can be hard as an artist, as someone who is a creator. You beat yourself up if you're not feeling it, you know. And mm-hmm. to just give yourself that space, it, it's just be gentle with yourself on those days because it's cyclical, kind of our the same way our emotions are, you know. Like yeah, they're not always reality. Our emotions, <laughs> they no, ebb and flow for yeah. reasons unknown to us at times. Like, so yeah. So you would say that you're kryptonite, and that's the kind of the a friend of mine who a different friend who's a writer came up with that idea. She was, I was like, I need to think of questions for an, I'm going to do a series on the Enneagram. And she was like, I was like, I want to know their strengths. And then she's like, what about asking them about like their kryptonite? Like what's their biggest challenge? And I was like, oh, I like that little Superman reference, you know, the thing that's your weakness. So would you say that that was it? Like not, you know, having days when you don't feel like creating and needing to take the time? Or is there other are there other things kind of.
1: Yeah. It's I think it's interwoven, but I think my emotion and just my emotional involvement in projects Mm -hmm. is my kryptonite. So as an enneagram four, we think from our or we make decisions with our hearts and we're mm-hmm. very feelings based. And so it's tricky. It's i I definitely become emotionally invested in everything I do. and so that can be draining. And so yeah. I also tend to be somewhat of a perfectionist because of that. And so I'll work on a project, I'll work on a project, and I'll like work it until it yeah. doesn't need to be worked anymore. So it's been really helpful for me to have a business partner that is not, a perfectionist whatsoever. And so we balance each other out and okay, it looks good. And just having that affirmation from someone else too has been helpful for my my weaknesses.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think we were joking. I just did the, I interviewed someone who is Enneagram eight. And I think we have an easier time kind of being like, no this is the way it is like the business needs to be profitable so we have to make this decision you know like there's not as much emotion in it when you're yeah. an enneagram 8 it's like it's like a very rational decision kind of and i can see how being being emotionally invested as a business owner can be hard you know it can be a challenge because sometimes in business you have to do what you don't feel like doing like you especially if you have employees i mean this is this is my reality is like I have to be very clear with my employees about like, I'm super transparent with my employees. I mean, my practice manager has said like, I have worked with other businesses. I don't know anyone who shows the numbers to their employees like you do, but, but I've had to be really honest with them about like, here are the numbers, you know, and this is why our pay scale is the way it is or whatever, because I think. That kind of giving the data can help when when our emotions would otherwise be like, well, I just want to give everyone raises. I want to pay everyone hundreds of dollars per hour. You know, yeah. so it can be hard in business to kind of balance out that all of us as therapists have some kind of helperness in us, mm-hmm. right? We we want people to be happy and we want to we want to do good in the world. So it can be really hard. So using that data is important, I think. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into your dreams. I want to hear what you dream about for your business, because this has been really interesting to see what people dream about and how it kind of relates to who they are as, as a person, you know, based on their Enneagram for looking through that lens. So,
1: yeah. So just, Continuing to be able to create and to have balance and continue to create different products that are innovative for therapists to help really connect to their clients through creativity. And I think there's so much that has been uncovered this year about learning styles and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, just how people learn and also with neurodiversity. Like there's just so much unknown. And, you know, I think that especially clients who are visual, visual learners, they can really connect to learning Mm -hmm. through art. And so just being able to stay on the edge of that and just continuing to learn about learning styles and to be able to create products and just really work in my passion and continue to, to keep on. Yeah. I
0: I like how your product too, as you were talking again, you're just lit up. It's, it's, I can tell that your passion for it. And I like how your business is actually helping other people be creative too. It's almost like you've taken your Enneagram four and helped us all be Enneagram fours in some way (laughs) to be
1: creative and
0: individualistic. It's really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been awesome to be able to see our activities. You know, I've, we've seen them in South America and all over the, the world. And it's just really cool to see something you create to help others.
0: Yeah. So one last thing I want to say, I know that was our last question, but I remembered something thinking of your partner, who's the peacemaker yes. at helping you to get stuff out there. Even, even when you're like, Oh, but I just need to tweak this last tiny little thing because, Oh, that's like not perfect. You know? And I struggle with that too. I think a lot of us as OT entrepreneurs, we're very, we're, we're perfectionists. We want to do things really well. We, we yeah. are high. Qual- we're usually high quality students when we're in school, we're high quality therapists when we're out in the world. And then when we create businesses, we want to be super high quality entrepreneurs (laughs) and produce a good product. Right. And one of the things that I read a long time ago, it's a Seth Godin quote, which I I haven't read or listened to a lot of his stuff. I know he's a marketer. People love him. One of the things that I read that he said was ship lousy stuff. And I think it's like a hyperbole, you know, obviously we don't want to ship lousy things, like put lousy things out in the world, but it's more of a mindset of thinking about just get it out there. It's so much better to just get it out there than to be paralyzed with fear that it's not perfect. And then you don't get anything out there anyway. So I wanted to share that quote to encourage people who may be like us and have a hard time, like hitting the done button on something because you just want to nitpick it till it's. 100% perfect, but nothing's ever really going to be perfect.
1: (laughs) No, no, that, that has been so true. I think we sell products and just, you know, sometimes the batch of products we make are not, they're not perfect. And, you know, it's like, we will see that, but other people are not going to notice. And so I feel like I have been playing that mantra in my head of like, you know, it's okay. Just, it's just gotta go. Just, just let go.
0: (laughs) So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little curveball at you because I like I ended the last interview I did with this question, and I thought it was re- a really great way to end the podcast. What would you say to people who want to know how to interact with people who are Enneagram 4s, their colleagues or their employees or their coworkers? What are a couple of things that you want them to remember about Enneagram 4s?
1: So I think that we're sensitive. And mm-hmm. so you know we can definitely take criticism and feedback but we will think about it and we will mull it over in our heads and yeah. we're going to you know we're going to think about it so i think just just be careful of your words
0: gentle yeah yeah
1: gen- be gentle with us that's that's a good way to put it and then also just that we we're introspective and we like i have times that i want to be super social but then i have other times that i need to reflect and you know be with yeah. myself. And so I think we still like you, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, we, we need our alone time and our introspection and yeah. And I think that's, that charges my energy and helps me be creative and feel at my best. And so, yeah, I think just be gentle with us and we still want to be your friend and, <laughs> yes, you know, just give us our space and, and our time because that's when we'll feel at our best.
0: Yeah. And admire them. This is something I do with my friend genuinely. I admire her for her creativity and the way that she can bring to to light things that other people can't. We just don't see the world that way, you know? So yeah. it's it's just so beautiful to have artists and individualists around
1: us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool to be one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks so
0: much Kylie. This was such a great interview and I feel like it will help so many people to if if they're four, to be encouraged and also if they are not a four to know how to relate to fours in their lives. So
1: thanks so much for having me. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Thanks for being here and
0: sharing your heart. I'm saying that to everyone because it is kind of hard to come on and be like, this is my truest self, you know? (laughs) So, all right. I'm going to take us out with the thing I say every time, which is very apropos for this episode, which is take a small step, even if it's not perfect, ship your lousy stuff because those small steps make great gains over time. So until next time, everyone, mind your OT business.